this is Danielle Lord. Again, welcome back to Leadership and Lattes. And I am here today joined by my co-hosts. Oh, I almost did it again. Crystal <laughs> Roberts and Trisha Ryan. And we are happy to have you joining us today. So last time we were together, we were uh, talking about this idea of... Um, Oh, and the word just went right out of my head. Languishing. Uh, so languishing. <laughs> Thank you. See how much I hate it? We were talking about languishing, and, and I'll recap us in just a few minutes. Uh, and, and we're going to continue that conversation. And again, I think it's it's a timely topic, given that we're still in May, and it is still kind of mental health awareness uh, month. And so I think just continuing in this conversation, as well as to carry us through this month, but also to carry us forward as uh, folks do, I think, start to come back into the workforce uh, a little bit more and more. But before we jump in, Crystal, Trisha, how was your weekend and what's going on? I had a great weekend. Um, gosh, the weather is absolutely gorgeous this weekend. And so I spent a lot of time out in the yard. So that was really fun starting to get um, things uh, looking a little bit better so that we can enjoy our backyard all summer long. So really excited about that. Nice. Yeah, always fun to be outside in the yard, isn't it? Trisha, how about you? What did you do over the weekends? I took a trip to um, to Hoodsport, which is between Bremerton, Washington, and Squim, Washington. And yes. we have some friends who have a cabin on Lake Cushman. And so we spent a wonderful day yesterday, and it was perfect. The weather was just perfect. There were people jumping off of docks into the water, this crystal clear water, freezing cold, crystal clear water. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck my finger in there. I thought, there's no way, there is no way as I was standing there in a sweatshirt, but it was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. And the drive back and forth, it's been so long since I've actually been out on a drive and it took, um, you know, getting out on the open road yesterday and realizing that you know, I'm missing a little bit of the world here. So I've <laughs> made a pack. I'm going to start doing that a little bit more often. But it was a lot of fun. And I came back and I have a landscape company that works in my yard. And I was not expecting them yesterday. But when I came home, my yard looked gorgeous. So now I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yard work seems to be the theme for the weekend. So I, I definitely spent uh, too much time in my yard. It's always my ambition is more than my ability anymore. <laughs> so yeah, always nice to feel like your yard is uh, getting in shape for the remainder of the summer. So Great. And it's a warm day today, so we probably all have uh, cool beverages in our cup. But wherever you are, grab a cup and let's talk about leadership. So great to be back again, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, so last time we were together, uh, we had we started this conversation around an article that came out. And the article, the, the idea of the article was that we're in this, this place or space in our macro environment, which they attributed to employees languishing. And just as a recap, uh, the three of us had a bit of a visceral reaction to that word. Uh, Kind of came across for us as negative, regardless of how it was defined in the article, words have power. 
And uh, we are hoping to put a different spin or redirection around that and to get away from this idea of languishing, that this is uh, more of a neutral zone um, or cocooning as, as the Hudson model likes to talk about it. The three of us often joke and say it's, it's the messy middle. Um, whatever you attribute it to or want to call it, let's not put a, a false kind of assumption or even accusation around this collective experience that employees have been through over the past year and a half. Um, it's a very human condition and we will have a very human response to it. And uh, what we learned last time talking with our guests, Chance, uh, Ari Chance, and uh, no, it's, that came out wrong. Chance, whose name is actually Ari, but he goes by Chance, <laughs> and Madison, who are Crystal's kids, um, we learned that uh, it's, it's a very different experience. And uh, there was a ton of resiliency, there was a ton of introspection, um, a lot of um, really thinking deeply about who they were, what the values they wanted, how they wanted to align themselves with the right organization. Um, was the, the university major the right fit for him? So I think what we learned from that is that there was a very different experience that's actually happening. Uh, so what we wanted to talk about today was uh, what can leaders expect? Um, or what, what comes to mind uh, for the two of you as we think about this and what are some practical tips that we can share with leaders to help folks through what we're experiencing now? So, Trisha, I know you had some um, really insightful things to, to talk about this. So do you want to get us started with the conversation and what comes to mind for you? Well, I really appreciate you saying that I had some insightful things to say about <laughs> well, you always have insightful things to say. <laughs> something to say about everything, don't I? Oh, man. Well, no, I was just thinking about um, that word languishing and, and how I, I typically think of it a little differently. You know, um, we did a podcast on um, organizational transition or the Bridges model months ago. And um, we've, we've followed the Hudson Institute's model for uh, the cycle of change or the cycle of renewal, it depends on how you look at it. But there are so many different things. And I even think about situational leadership and all sorts mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. tools that are out there to help leaders um, not only lead, but also to get right with this themselves. You know, one of the worries that I have, and it is something that, you know, when I'm dealing with my clients or I'm talking to people that I coach, uh, a lot of times I hear the, a little bit of anxiety coming out in what they're talking about. And not, and often it's not really about what they're talking about. You can just kind of, things start to emerge or, the, you know, from whatever the conversation. And it made me think that perhaps leaders are not always all all right with themselves and where they are in this messy middle. That um, they're so busy trying to help others that they ignore their own um, symptoms or their own things that are going on with them. And I would just hope that anybody who's listening to this who's a leader, and we do believe everyone leads, so everyone, um, is looking in the mirror and just making sure, you know, just doing a reassessment. How do I feel about things? You know, write down a list of the things that aren't working right for you. And, you know, 
maybe you can identify why maybe there is a why to it but if there isn't maybe it's just a list of stuff you know and how much of that stuff is so critical how much of that stuff is outside of a, a circle of influence right and you know mm, yeah best stuff so i just i think there's there's a need to look outside but there are so many cool tools that we can talk about today um, that can help leaders as they're working with their own teams, making sure their teams are okay. Yeah, Trisha, I think what you're saying is so powerful and it's really um, an important piece that I, I agree with you that the has to start as, and we talk about this all the time, it has to start with the leader at putting their own oxygen mask on first. Um, and, and that's, so I really think even though we don't like that term languishing, I do think that it's one of those things that is important, does give language to what does that feeling, what does that feeling look like right now? What does it feel like right now? And then just to sort of accept that, to start there, right? And to say, ah, oh, as you were talking about putting that list together, it's like, where am I right now? What am I feeling right now? And getting in touch with that. And then to say, that's okay that's where I'm at, but maybe I want to actually move to something else. Um, Adam Grant would call it flourishing, at least in his article, called it flourishing. So recognizing that we don't want to stay there. We want to actually move beyond. So what are the things that we can do? And then also moving on to beyond ourselves into how do we help our teams and recognizing, accepting it, um, and doing our own work. And we know that one of the things that really does help employees is by the leader being vulnerable. So that, um, you know, we would agree with Brené Brown in that area and, and really recognize you have to do your own work first before you can actually be that model of vulnerability, be able to tell your own story. Because if you're just focused on others, you haven't done that initial work to actually be able to be vulnerable because you have nothing to speak to. Yeah, so I really agree with you on on those counts of starting starting with the self. It's that armor that yeah. Mae Brown talks about so and writes about so beautifully. You know, it's we all have it. We all have armor. We all have to work on that though. And and this is a time it seems so appropriate, you know, that we've we've got this this time that we're not all back running one hundred percent the way we were before COVID and, and what a gift. I mean, I hate to say it, COVID's not a gift, but if it is a gift, there are some things that people can walk away from this and say, you know what? I had time to think, I had time to reassess. I had time to reinvent and yay. And learn. And some people have taken time to actually yeah. learn and um, dive into yeah. those topics um, that have shaped us during this time such as the um, social justice issues and the environmental issues and then the political issues. So what is that time meant for us? Yeah, so having holding both of those while not, not being married to that um, this sort of negative connotation that comes out of languishing. Um, yes, recognizing that there's some value in saying, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. Now, what small pivots can we make? What things can we do to get us back on track? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love, Tricia, too, what you said about the span of influence or span of control. And I think that that's an important topic to revisit. And, and we often talk about it in terms of employee engagement. But I think it's really a powerful thing to think about right now. And, and I think defining what we can control, what's outside of our control, let go of it. Um, you can't do anything about it. So let go of it so that you can focus on some of those more positive aspects that Crystal was alluding to. You know, like what are some small changes that I might be able to make um, to move forward or to see this time that seemed really dark, uh, maybe even a couple months ago, now starts to seem a little bit lighter as uh, we gain some clarity around this or we have some time to think through. Uh, yeah, and to focus on self, uh, as Crystal said, so... Yeah, just kind of re-envisioning it. So it's it's more of a, a, a positive approach, but letting go of those things that you we truly don't have any control over. Well, and, and you know, that is, it's, it is a key point because when you think about people over the last year who have felt like they are completely out of control, everything is out of control. Everything is beyond them, you know? And so what they do is they grab onto something that they can control and they may go overboard in mm -hmm. effort to show that they have control of something, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird example, but it's true. Um, I know someone who was recently in the hospital and, and the whole hospital experience was completely out of her control, but what she could control was how she talked to the nurses. And so she treated them as if they were, um, the wait staff in a hotel. So could you bring me a different kind of mustard? This one does not work for me. Or she would just, you know, it was a little bit over the top, but that was her way of getting control of her moment. And I've seen people in at work doing that sometimes, you know, just grabbing onto the things that they can control. Yeah. So many things they can't. And so yeah. acknowledging. Yeah, but it's, it's a really powerful acknowledgement because we that we tend to do that, right? We will find the one thing that we can control. So as leaders, a, a good reflective question to ask yourself is what have you kind of um, embraced and, and taken maybe too much control over something that might be having an impact on your team members? Mm -hmm. Yep. And some sometimes those are the things that um so maybe we might be doing a little bit more micromanaging around something we might have moved into more of a task orientation around something so particularly um, when a lot of of teams are remote now so you know that yeah tendency yeah to micromanage when you don't have i you know physical eye to eye contact you know it's it's that need for control, right? And so if I ask everybody that works for me, right? Did you do this? Well, then did you do that? And and where are we on this? When can, when can I have this? Can I see a copy of it? And just start running through all of this micromanaging junk. All I'm doing is disengaging my workforce, right? So mm -hmm. what's, mm -hmm. what all of a sudden is telling me that I don't have enough that I can trust my folks with. And so it's really, you know, where do I, where did trust erode because I don't have physical um, presence anymore? And, and yeah. that's an interesting question because I think that's one that, that, you know, begs some, some thought, you know, I think it really is something that, that needs some thought. People need to realize that, you know, 
just because the physical distance is um, a little greater than it used to be, does not mean that people are not doing what they love doing or what they came to do, right? So. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I, so much in my head. It just, it's all a big jumbled mess right now. So nothing's coming out really clearly. But one of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, again, everyone's in this space, right? Um, it's, it's a collective experience and we're all moving through it just like the neutral zone. We move through it at, at our own pace. And so it, one thing that I keep coming back to is, and you did mention situational leadership too, this is one of those times when we have to adjust and we have to flex. And so how do we lead through this? Because I think our, our tendency is to want to manage through this, to, to gain that control that you were talking about earlier. So how do, how do we lead through this rather than manage through this? What, what comes to mind for you guys, for the two of you? I, I think one of the really important things is to make sure, and I know we've talked about this before, but really make sure that we're checking in with our staff and that we allow that time for connection. So while uh, I just had this conversation uh, the other day with a couple of different folks that, especially on these Zoom meetings, we are very focused. We, we were laughing about how it's gotten so we're very productive, you know, the, the meeting starts on time. It ends on time. You go right to the, the issues and plow through the issues. We don't allow yeah. time like we used to in the office of actually sort of checking in. How are you doing? How are things? And oftentimes yeah. somebody would come in uh, just from a, maybe an emotionally charged meeting and they would want to talk about that, you know, and it'd be 15 minutes before we actually got into the meat of the, of the actual purpose of the meeting. And mm -hmm. all that's gone, I feel like now, and so yeah. just opening up some time for people to actually talk about what's going on um, for them right now, both at work and being open to hearing what's going on for people, um, also at home. So not that we want to get into people's personal lives, but some of that, especially now it's so blended that um, it's yeah. okay to create those connections and help people if they're having challenges, just to think about how to, how to get out of that or just to vent, provide space for that. So I think that's the place to start is really providing mm, opportunities for connection. Yeah, I, it's funny you were talking about Zoom meetings, and yeah, I've noticed the same thing uh, with the. We just get right into it, uh, but I think for me, the thing I keep kind of chuckling about is just eye contact. You know, you think everyone's in different corners or different spaces on your computer screen, and so you think you're looking at that person, and that person is looking at you in a completely different space. <laughs> And so even our even our ability to have eye contact with each other has uh, has shifted, and that uh, takes away that's kind of a human connection that I think is lost uh, as well. So, but uh, Trisha, what about you? As you think about leading through this, uh, leading through these times, what comes to mind for you? Before I go into that, I was going to say to both of your great points, um, I think that might be why sometimes um, our employees have a little bit of a disconnect because that that connection point is missing now for a lot of them uh they don't 
they're they're backing away too. And so that disengagement is is very obvious when you're in a meeting. It feels like you know they either don't participate or they participate and it's almost a cold response to things and it's not the people we know. You know, these aren't the people we know. And so it's how do we how do we um, get right with that? Um, to I like Crystal's point about you know frequent check-ins is just so important, you know, and I know we do it very yeah. often and, and yeah. often I have nothing good to say, but it's just nice to have that connection. So um, yeah, it's just important. But I think as far as leaders are concerned, you know, if they're starting to see things that are not working um, with, with maybe one employee or, or more than one employee, that, that connection piece is so critically important. There may be something going on that they are not aware yeah. of that's driving yeah. that. Yeah. And it may not be that the employee just doesn't care about their job anymore. That might not be it at all. It may be that they're overwhelmed. And so how do you get yeah. past that, right? So grace and space, we've talked about that before with respect to COVID and, um, but also support and, you know, baby steps, you know, breaking yeah. the work down a little bit and making it more digestible for people so that they can get back on track because sometimes they're doing the best they can. And yeah. this yeah. time, especially in this time, you know, we are being produ productive. I've seen many companies are showing on, you know, on articles and in the newspaper that, you know, they are coming back. They're doing all right. And in spite of all the stuff that's going on. So, that being said, you know, let's take a look at you're being productive, but there are people who may be languishing, air quotes, but if that's the case, then, you know, let's connect. That's so important. If they're not doing their job and they aren't showing a willingness or an ability to do their job remotely, mm -hmm. then, then let's bring in situational leadership. Let's see, you know, is this person not willing or or is there something going on? Are they not able? Am I giving them everything they need? Am I giving them the information, the time, the support, you know, the tools? And if all of that's a yes, then there's probably something else going on. And it, it, would, yeah. be, uh, it would be wise to take a deeper dive. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to demonstrate some compassion around that as well. I think what's interesting now is, uh, you know, beforehand, it was employee X is experiencing this, employee Y is experiencing that, employee Z is experiencing something even maybe completely different. But what's interesting, as I said, now, what's interesting now is that we are all experiencing this at the same time, in addition to everything else that's going on. And uh, so I, I it's, it's a, a very different um, a very different time and space when you've got an, an entire workforce or your entire team experiencing the exact same thing, plus everything that, that comes at you with life. So, and it's like any major change that, you know, when something ends and something begins, that something begins maybe beginning at the same time for everybody, but how you get right with it in your heart and your head is it's going to take as long as it takes. So COVID may have hit yeah same time we may be all in this journey together in a sense but we aren't we're all individually going through it and coping with it the best we can and it's going to take as long as it takes so yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on on what other people have uh, lost or gained as the result of this, interesting conversation. Since we're we've we've kind of looped in um, organizational transitions with this, I was having a conversation with some folks on Friday around this very topic, and one of the things we like to talk about is um, celebrating when there's an ending. And uh, how someone mentioned that you know this ending whatever ending we're going to experience around returning to the office or, or coming back to the workplace together might not be celebratory worthy. And so how do we shift that? Uh, and, and the conversation we had was that a celebration is the term that we use, um, but it, again, it's situational and it might be a recognition or an acknowledgement that something has come to an end, not necessarily about a celebration. And so again, being um, aware of what each individual is experiencing and then saying, do we celebrate or do we have an acknowledgement around it, I think is one additional way that we can help to kind of lead through this. So. I totally agree. And I think um, we don't even know yet what that will look like, you know, and I think that's part of the struggle right now is every person I talk to, <laughs> that's the thing on their mind, right? Is what does this next phase look like? What, what does that look like? We know that for most companies, it's not going to be everybody back at the same time. I mean, Amazon has chosen to do that, but I don't think most employers are going to do that. So we don't know what that actually looks like. And I, I also think as we get farther along, we will see what the impacts were, you know, kind of like when you're living through it, you don't even know um, what the, you know, when you look back, it's, it'll look different than what it felt like going through. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes sense. But um, so when you think about um, you know, one of the things we like to talk about when we're, we're, we're sort of memorializing an ending is artifacts around that, you know, and we think about, yeah, we've got masks and we've got, and now we have those of us that are getting vaccinated, vaccinated, vaccination cards. And there's, you know, lots of different things that happen. And this will be historic, not just in our workplaces, but in our lives. So how do we, um, what are those artifacts and things that we would sort of put up there and say, this is history. We lived through this because there's no clear <laughs> beginning, right? I think that's the part, we don't know what that new beginning was. So we're, we are still in this messy middle, even though we can see some light um, at the end of the tunnel. But I think that's that's been part of the, the challenge is this, the uncertainty being it we can't put a date on it we don't even know what it looks like um we'll we'll just have to we'll have to live through it and see and hopefully have some influence to change that but as a leader um at least uh looking for places where there is some certainty you know and and continuing to open that conversation rather than it being um just dictated like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be yeah. this Monday and Tuesday. No, let's engage our teams. What, you know, what's the benefit? Yeah. What's the downside? How are we going to make it work? How does that influence our customers? Just, you know, being okay with having that uncertainty, being okay with 
um, not feeling like as the leader, you have to dictate here's what it is that you, you know, be a little vulnerable and, and, and recognize that, yeah, it's, we're going to hear everybody's opinion. Ultimately it is the manager's decision, but having people's input along the way and part of that engagement uh, will help people feel like they have some control back to that sort of control piece. They yeah. have some control over that or influence in what the outcome looks like. For them. I, I love that too, because, you know, we, we didn't have any input into um, who was staying and who was going. Uh, you know, when the shutdown started, it was, uh, you're an essential, essential employee. And there was even, you know, um, um, misgivings around that term. <laughs> so you're an essential employee, you're staying, you're non-essential, you're going home, and you're going to work from home. And there really was no say in that. So I love that perspective of we're all coming back now. Let's have some say in how this looks. Let's have some say as a team member or as, as at an organizational level. So I thought I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Taking back, taking back some of that control. Yeah. And and at the same time, having recognizing that it'll shift over time so as much as we want this certainty i think um and you know we and we know that that's actually brain science so no judgment about that certain wanting certainty yeah but um it is also what people are coming back to i think will look different in reality and feel different in reality and we're, we're gonna have to be continue to adjust as we go along. And so that can be scary for a leader as well, that, you know, it gets yeah, to that yeah. have the right answer and it, we can't tell people it's this way because we don't know. We haven't been here before. You're absolutely right. It's not just that we don't, we haven't been here before. We don't know what's coming yet. And so yeah. there, there are, you know, we are looking right now at, all the things that have gone on in the last few months that make us all hopeful that we are going to, I've heard some people say return to normal and I say settle in on the next normal, but the, the next normal may have a hiccup along the way as well. And it's not like I want to be a, a doom doomsday person, but the reality is that there are so many variants of this thing out there. We don't know how we're going to react to it or what's going to happen over time. And so it's best to keep um, to keep yourself flexible. You know, be remain flexible and find those things that aren't flexible about what you do, and identify them. And why aren't they flexible? If they're not flexible, then that's your foundation in a way. Those things that you can move around and and experiment with it. And and I think that we're finding a lot of businesses are finding that they are just as productive with their folks not working in a physical workspace in, and I physical meaning in their, you know, hired physical workspace. Um, they're working yeah. from home and, and businesses aren't putting out as much expense in things like lighting and yeah. you know, all sorts of things. And so, you know, there, there are some benefits that have come from this that we've, we've actually found out that our American workforce and our world workforce is a lot more, in, you know, resilient and, and um, capable and strong. And they just, they need to be given a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. I think the other thing when I, when we talk about 
um, the new normal, and I hate the term myself, but what I keep coming back to with all this is the, the old normal was uh, very theory X driven, right? Which is uh, for those who are not familiar with theory X and theory Y, theory X says, well, employees can't function on their own and they have to be managed and we have to be able to see them and we have to know what they're doing at all times. But it's really pushed us into theory Y <laughs> for those who uh, I haven't thought that way before. It's it's kind of proven that we are very capable. We it, we can work independently. We are professionals. We will do these things. We will get the work done. And so it just really reiterates that this messy middle or the neutral zone or wherever we're at, whatever we're going to call it, is a time of great innovation and creativity. And speaking of innovation and creativity, that is actually the topic for our next podcast in June. And uh, so we'll have uh, another guest arriving. And I'm, I'm uh, getting us wrapped up here because we are at time. But I uh, wanted to introduce that topic as it connects to uh, the, the conversation that we've just been having. So time of great uh, innovation, creativity. And boy, I sure think that we have seen that. Um, just in the conversations from uh, these last two podcasts with the, the resiliency and the opportunity to, to kind of reinvent yourself, Crystal, just as your kids did. Um, and what a great lesson to learn at a young age. Of, I, I can reinvent myself um, and, and move forward through this kind of aspect of resiliency. So very encouraging. Uh, go, uh, go ahead, Trisha. No, I just said it's very encouraging. It's like, that's, if you want your hope to lie somewhere, that's where it's lying right now with our young folks who are seeing possibly yeah. beyond. And I yeah, learned. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So to summarize our takeaways from uh, this discussion or even uh, our, our previous discussion with Chance and uh, Madison uh, through three different perspectives or lenses, if you will. So Trisha, from an impact perspective, what comes to mind for you is, as we've got, we've kind of unpacked a lot <laughs> uh, in a short amount of time here, um, over two sessions, it went in a lot of different directions, but uh, from an impact perspective, what comes to mind? Thank you, doctor. Um, I, I think what came to mind for me and impact being my focus uh, is that there, there are so many things that have been impacted by COVID and that our leaders have been impacted by it as well. And so the, the, if we're gonna take the impact to the nth degree, um, it impacts the employees when a leader is in need of a little bit of self-assessment. And so I would recommend, highly recommend that look in the mirror and write down that list and, you know, really kind of unpack where you are as a leader, because the impact you have on others can be very positive and healthy, or it can be the opposite. And we want to make sure as we are still not struggling, but trying to thrive through this craziness that we're in right now that we do it with, with everyone in the right headspace. And that means you as well, leaders, you know, all leaders yeah. um, need to make sure you take care of yourself first, put your oxygen mask on first, right? Yeah, I, I love what you said about that, because as humans, we do pick up on those vibrations, you know, and those frequencies, and they come, they come across the airwaves just as much as they do in person. And, and those frequencies and vibrations do have an impact on us. So thank you. Crystal, from the heart, what comes to mind for you? 
From the heart, I think the most important thing is for us to accept where we're at, to recognize that it's okay to be wherever we are, where we're, we're supposed to be. And once we accept that, that allows us to move through into more um, positive, uh, flourishing states. And one of my favorite things, and this actually um, is something I've talked a little bit about before, one of the things that can help us, um, and this helps us, helps us from a heart perspective, is savoring. So Danielle, you actually brought up celebration and I would say savoring is, is supportive of that. Savoring really <laughs> is looking back um, at, uh, and looking forward both, uh, but it is looking at single moments and really sort of squeezing the goodness out of it. Sometimes you can even do that through journaling. You can do it from pictures. Um, but really be present for the moment, be present for the moment of planning, be present mm. for the moment of experiencing it, and then present uh, as you look back at that and can get joy and um, lightness from that experience. Um, and one of the, the things that go along with savoring is awe. So look for moments of awe. And those don't have to be at the top of the mountain, though they can for those people who are enjoying their hikes. But it can be in your backyard, just looking at a beautiful iris. Mm. So, um, so looking <laughs> towards that, and I would just end with also, um, you know, gratitude, I feel like is really a ticket for us um, out of languishing into flourishing. So really, again, that gets to that moment of being present being thankful for the things that you have and showing gratitude for the good things in your life. And we can always find something um, to be, to be grateful for. So from a heart perspective, um, savor, um, savor uh, the good things in our life and show gratitude. I love it. Gratitude is exactly what came to mind when you started talking about that. So I love that you ended with it. So awesome. Thank you. So from my perspective, the academic approach, I actually did don my doctor cap here today. So uh, for hopefully for some inspiration. But um, I was thinking initially, I, I thought about the two studies that came out of, I think it was University of Michigan and University of Ohio about the same time back in the 1960s. And um, they, they laid out this, what they called it then the managerial grid, right? But it was that balance between the relationship and the task. And if that, if either one of those is out of balance, um, you won't optimize your results. And so I, to the great point that we were talking about earlier is when we, we sometimes when things feel out of control, we take control over something. And what do we take control over? We take control over the things that we're responsible for or that we oftentimes manage. And so that balance of relationship and task can get out of whack and, and maybe move a little bit more into that task 
uh, orientation. And when we talk about leading through this time, we may want to think about how do we shift that balance, even within that quadrant, back a little bit more to the relationship side. Uh, not that we're losing sight of the tasks and the things that we need to do to keep the organization functional, but just shifting just a tiny bit. And it speaks uh, so well to, to what you both said about taking care of ourselves, taking care of others and having gratitude. So uh, that would be from my academic perspective. So see that the hat worked. So just got to <laughs> put on the right hat sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, another great conversation. Uh, always fun and fun to see where we go. <laughs> Sometimes it's not where we thought it was when we started, but um, we just want to remind our audience to send any questions about leadership and leading in these difficult times, and we'll try to answer them uh, on air in an upcoming podcast. Uh, you can send your questions to leadershipandlattes at gmail.com, leadershipandlattes at gmail.com. That is uh, A-N-D with the and spelled out. So if you want to know more about us or the show, please go to the pinnaclecc.com. Uh, That's the pinnaclecc.com. Technical support, which we actually didn't need this time, uh, is provided through uh, Ari Chance Roberts. So uh, thank goodness for that as he's heading off to uni in the fall. We need to get this tech stuff uh, dialed in here. Uh, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Share with other leaders uh, like yourself that think you'd benefit from this podcast. And on behalf of uh, myself and my co-hosts, Crystal Roberts and Trisha Ryan, thank you so much for uh, hosting together and sharing in the conversation your thoughts, your wisdom. And until next time, uh, en enjoy whatever is in your cup. And we'll talk soon uh, about using this time to be creative and innovative. So look forward to talking with you then. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.